How's it going? Hello, hello, and uh, and welcome. Welcome to episode 82 of Brews Less Travel, the podcast exploring the best uncharted craft beer scenes across these United States. I'm your host, Brian, and again, uh, so happy to be joined by my co-host for these ABQ episodes, the Duke City Chronicles, as we've been calling them behind the scenes here. Uh, Isaac, Isaac Bell, how's it going? It's good. It? Yeah, great to be here. How are you? I'm wonderful. Are you are you ready for ready for the holidays? Uh, uh absolutely not. Mm. Um, I don't think I ever am. I am more ready than I think I have been in many years prior. I sent I sent I sent packages out today. Uh, I went and shopped at a bunch of local businesses today, Love wrapping to up it. some of my shopping, and uh, I have two packages I'm waiting on in the mail. And I'll be I'll be wavy gravy, ready to rock and roll. Love to hear it, man. I'll tell you I'll tell you a fun, quick little story before we get into it about our Christmas experience this year. Uh, my partner and I, families are both going, you know, out to California. Uh, we opted to stay home and have just a quiet little thing. Uh, and everybody's, what What do you want for Christmas? What can we get you? Um, and our biggest need here is an oven. So we currently have a working oven. We have a gas oven. I replaced the starter on about three years ago when we moved in. Uh, however, the starter is uh, on a little bit of a delay now, and I don't know where this happened. Uh, so I found myself waiting out on the back deck every single time I turn the oven on because uh, we get a little bit of a boom. So this year we're getting ourselves an oven for Christmas and maybe saving our lives. Yeah, I, okay. I'm glad I understood that that <laughs> anecdote correctly. You're currently worried that your oven is going to blow up, so it's a safety hazard. Santa yeah. really needs to like come get, through. Get that oven here, like ASAP. Yeah. Um, essentially, what's happening is the entire inside is filling up with gas, and then the relay. I mean, it could be ten seconds. Sometimes it's a minute. You never know what you're going to get. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite Christmas beer? Do you have a favorite Christmas style of beer to drink around Christmas? Oh, yeah. For me, uh, anybody that knows me really well knows that I love barley wines. Um, so I would say just kind of any barley wine. Uh, obviously, can't drink barley wine all day. Uh, we have a tradition with our family where we usually start with um, champagne in the morning. And uh, it's a big thing. Do you want peach schnapps with your champagne or not? The answer is always no, uh, unless you want to end your day by, you know, 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. What, what about you? Favorite Christmas beer? Uh, I always I always go uh, Celebration Ale. That's that's my nice. favorite. Um, Sierra Nevada's one yep. of my all time favorites. I think I may have mentioned my my daughter's middle name is Sierra. I'm a little obsessed. <laughs> But yeah, this that's my favorite favorite beer to drink around this time of year. It's just brings me uh it floods back memories of of Christmas's past. Sure. Close second is Southern Tier Old Man. Uh yeah, which one. is like an old ale and uh I have some family members that used to work for Southern Tier when they were just, you know, making a name for themselves back in the aughts and uh that beer got brought to Christmas's right around the time that I started drinking yeah. of legal age. So right between old man and celebration, um, I'm a happy boy this winter. Although I did just get back from the, uh, from the beer store and I bought a 30 pack of hams. So there you go. Apparently it's going to be hams this year. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice light lager to get you through the, through the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the goal. Uh, right. Continuing our way through Duke city. We're featuring ex Novo 
and uh, we'll be enjoying their Mary and Berry's uh, Fruited Session Sour Ale, as well as their Where the Mild Things Are Dark English Mild. Um, Ex Novo was actually founded in Portland, Oregon in 2014 by Joel Gregory. Isaac, you and I actually shared a beverage at their original location. Do, do you remember that trip? I, I do remember that trip. Uh, it was pretty monumental. Uh, not only because the beer was great and it yep. was a fantastic place to go, but also when that is, I think you and I were both traveling and COVID like became a thing. We were in Portland when the first case yeah. of COVID was uh, diagnosed in Oregon. Yeah, I think it was, it was I think it was February 2020. That's right. Yeah. Your daughter was not born yet. My daughter was not born yet. Yeah. And yeah, it, that was that was a weird time. Yeah, uh, but that was a great trip. Portland, great beer scene. Ex Novo's location there was beautiful. We had some great beers and uh, we'll always remember that fondly. Super excited about the sour uh, because I remember having a really excellent sour while we were there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We had, yeah, lots of good beers. But yeah, that sour sticks in my memory as well. And we'll get into their new New Mexico location. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been talking about Portland. This is we're talking featuring right. New Mexico. Uh, we'll, we're going to talk about that and and more in just a second here. But we're happy to be joined by a guest from Ex Novo. He's the Southwest Sales Manager. Please welcome James Gregory. How's it going, James? If I can figure out all this stuff, it's going great. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> It's only two clicks. Uh, doing great. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's let's kick things off with our quick sip questions as we do. Fast questions, fast answers. Helps us get to know you fast. James, are you ready? As ready as I can be. Wonderful. Favorite non-ex Novo beer? Ooh. Oh, you're going to stun me on the first one? <laughs> uh, uh, it's cute. It's Bierstadt's Hellas. Oh, ah, nice I can drink that thing all day, every day, all year. A boot. I, 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 yes, Isaac, I could also enjoy a, a boot <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah. You got, or yeah, just a big Stein. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Where you have to give them, you have to give them your ID and they're like, we're going to hold on to this so you don't steal this boot from us. Because <laughs> otherwise you would. That's right. I'm from New Mexico. So I'm just a natural thief. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, red or green chilies? Uh, ooh, that's a depends. That's like when people ask, like, what kind of beer do you like? Yeah, depends on the season. Depends on the on what dish it's on. I would probably say green most of the time, though. Okay. Is it a green or a red day? Uh, I had green chili on my chicken sandwich. That's amazing. Um, Czech or German Pilsner? Ooh, German. All right. Uh, favorite Christmas song? Um, oof. Carol of the Bells, but like the metal version. That's all. If you, I don't know who does it, but there's like a full metal electric guitar, Carol of the Bells, and it's red. The Trans Siberian Orchestra. That sounds right. Yeah, there's that one. But I found, um, I found an even heavier version uh, this year that we we may be featuring on the Twelve Beers of Christmas. All right, uh, so tune into that. Um, but I would agree that's that's a that's an all timer. Uh, and then finally, our favorite quick sip question have you ever seen a ufo bigfoot ghost or anything inexplicable chupacabra no okay (laughs) (laughs) that's a very southwest move though sorry yeah yeah uh do they have javelinas in in, oh yeah 
I have okay. seen one of those. I've been like oh, three yeah. feet away from one of those in the wild. It was kind of scary. They're weird. They're weird looking. They're weird looking. They're aggressive too, right? Yeah, big pigs with like dog teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I actually have one of those. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we we call him a chupacabra. He's, oh, okay. he's an English bulldog. Oh, there you go. I was like, I don't, I can't tell if you're kidding. <laughs> oh boy. Just uh, Isaac, from now on, if you're kidding, can you just hold a pinky up? So that yeah, I know yeah, him? that'll be it. That'll be our yeah. that'll be our code yeah, for, yeah. for the next like thirty oh, minutes. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah, and I I do kid a lot, so my pinky is probably just gonna be out all the okay, time. Perfect. Uh, perfect. All right. That awesome. Thank you so much for those answers, James. Uh, like to get into our first beer because I'm getting thirsty here. Yeah, I didn't know what I like more, the Marie Sendak, Sendak uh, sort of vibe here that we're drinking or one of my favorite unappreciated styles, uh, you know, the the mild uh, as well. And also, like, not only Marie Sendak here, but also a little bit of, like, Big Mouth vibes. <laughs> From the, uh, okay. So the that label, I'm going to pour myself a full one real quick just because. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Dark English Mild. This is one of those underappreciated styles. I man, I wish people would do more of it. I think it's one of those ones that could be a banger. Um, kind of like how people are starting to appreciate craft loggers more, but just that roasty. I, I love the roasty notes you get in this, but uh-huh. also with a low ABV. Yeah, just one of those ones you could drink all day. This is my that was like my favorite November beer when it just started to get kind of cold, and I'm like, give me a give me a patio beer, but malt forward. Yeah, I, I think sometimes for me, it's a, it's an all year round sort of style. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that is because it's a, like such a treat because a lot of people, you know, or a lot of breweries don't make them. Yeah, usually if you want malt forward, you're yeah, yeah drinking a porter, a stout or yeah, we've been doing a lot. The Ruminator, too, is is one of those. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to talk about the beer that we didn't. They got to get it. It's one of those things that I think we do well as a brewery is kind of lean into some of those traditional styles that aren't hypey at all. These more malt forward, um, kind of darker lager things, obviously, this isn't one of those. But yeah, the Doppelbach, really nice. Um, the art on this can, so it was a riff on our general manager. He basically drew from the mild, where the mild things are, but an English looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> an english looking monster right uh, which i love that he just like hand drew that yeah on the on the like toy um double decker you know yeah no fantastic i was like are the teeth english enough i think they're i think they're english <laughs> yeah it's an elite label i didn't even uh yeah you gotta look at it closely yeah this beer is wonderful it's it's one of those it's again yeah i would agree it's it's a it's a style that's underappreciated but when you see it on draft, when you see a brewery that commits to it, like, yeah, we're going to put on an English dark mild. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first beers I'm ordering because if they're going to put something on like that, they're going to put in the effort that it takes to design a good recipe. That's going to produce a good version of that style. They're going to take the patience to brew it the right way. They may condition it or whatever juju they do to it. Just across the board, English pub ales are, grossly underrepresented yeah. in the American beer market. And uh, if we could get more bitters out there, more pub ale, more English dark mild, more, more miles in general, it, it, the, the world, the drinking world would be a better place. Yeah, I think so. I, I think having, you know, decent beers that are under 5% is something that we haven't really leaned into <laughs> much as a, a beer culture. Um, but yeah, this this beer is fantastic. I actually got stopped by a uh, Englishman at Whole Foods the other day. 
It's like, when are you bringing back the mild? It's my favorite beer since I've been stateside. It's like, oh, what what a got, testament. We got one <laughs> one fan, English guy. I was gonna yeah. try to I was gonna try to butcher an English accent for you guys, but I uh, I don't know if there's any Brits on here that I don't want to offend. Uh, we could have taken it out in post. <laughs> or, or we could put it in. Do or we have technology to do that? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to? There's still time. So I read something really cool when doing the research for this. Uh, Stan Hieronymus. I always, I always, I never know how to say his name correctly. So somebody please correct me if I do. Uh, but the famed beer writer literally wrote the book on hops. Uh, his 10 best beers of 2022 one of those beers was where the mild things are. That's high praise from one of the most respected beer writers in the world. Was that something that was on your radar? Number one. And number two, is that, do you at the brewery kind of look for those things or do you just with beers like this, just kind of keep doing what you're doing? It's one of those, it's like, Hey, that's great. Someone appreciated it. You know, it's one of those ones that we, as a, you know, kind of back of house staff, it's like, yeah, we're going to do this because we like to do this. And it's a beer that we like, and it gets, there's some appreciation. It's not, hypey hazy ipa it's not flying off the shelves but it's getting more and more appreciation this is the second year we've done it so it's a one-off it's not a well i shouldn't say it. it's kind of seasonal even though it's not we don't take a chunk of time it's like we're pulsing it once a year and it's going to be a pretty small batch but we've done it a couple years in a row and i think every time we do it gets a little more excitement behind it which is kind of funny for a beer like this but it's freaking good beer and yeah you get people like like that who write write stuff about it and it's like, oh, maybe I will try a dark English mild. I wouldn't have thought of that as a really great, delicate, hot forward beer. Now, you know, there's three confirmed people that actually like the beer. So there's Stan, the British guy at the Whole Foods, and then I'm digging it myself. So you yep. yep. four, five, James, four, five, five, you haven't, yep. you haven't explicitly said whether you like the beer or not, but oh, we I love this beer. Like maybe we should, submit, I don't even know if there's a GABF category. I'm like maybe we should submit this and, We've we've got, we've got six. We've got Daniel in the chat who also really likes it as well. So, I mean, this boom, I, I'm hearing good things about this beer. Daniel, yeah. my man. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the name Ex Novo. So what does it mean literally? And what does it mean in terms of inspiration? Ooh, you've done your homework. Um, so literally is actually kind of hard. So it's uh, the best translation. It's Latin, first of all. And living in the Southwest, it's kind of funny. Everyone wants to make it Spanish. Like it's Latin. El Novo. Uh, we it gets we get called El Novo all the time, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> the so it basically means from scratch, like of new or of nothing. Um, but from scratch is the best translation that we would use. From from ground up is really how we we think about it, and that's been how we've run this brewery. And yeah, the the inspiration for just making something from nothing kind of is is what or from the very beginning or from the beginning. Yeah, that's the best place to start. <laughs> you got to start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny, too, like thinking about the New Mexico aspect of this, because it isn't the original location in Portland, which my brother started uh, in 2014. That was like a total passion project for him. A lot of people told him it was a terrible idea. There's way too many brews in Portland. Like, you're going to fail. All that kind of, you know, the basics. Yeah. I mean, it's like three blocks away from Widmer. Uh, all, all that good stuff, but it did really had a really cool passion project and it gained a following that made really great beer. Did that for a while and yeah, had a really great following. I thought they were consistently like one of the top 10 breweries in Portland after about year two, just on all the, Oh, if you're going to Portland, like 
got stopped by Exnovo. And then, geez, what was it? 2018-ish. He kind of got the hankering, I think, to move closer to family. If I'm not, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I th- think that's why. So we're from Corrales, New Mexico, which is just a little um, kind of rural community just outside of Albuquerque. Uh, no one knows what Corrales is, so it's fine. Kind of in between Albuquerque and Santa Fe, right? Uh, it's like right next to Albuquerque. Okay. It like borders Albuquerque. It's Yeah. It's a lot closer to Albuquerque than Santa Fe. It's, it, Brian, it's okay that you don't know where it is. <laughs> Brian, Brian has this thing where he has to know where everything is. <laughs> no, everyone, like half the people in, like, no, that's not true. But anyone from out of the state doesn't know where it is. It's tiny. It's like 7,000 people. But there's some land, and it's, it's where we grew up. And it was actually a Christmas, 2017, that he had the idea. It's like, what do you think about Ex Novo, New Mexico? It's like, if you come here, I'm... 100% in because I actually I flew up there and we were like hanging lights in Portland uh, in 2014 when they opened like minutes before they're open we're like trying to get the light it was so much DIY going on in that brewery it was we we're so out of money and it was fun um it was yeah, like super, yeah absolutely uh super passionate about that whole thing and just the thought of it coming here made me really excited so came down uh bought three acres I did a little bit bigger brewery this time so that we could actually have a canning line and produce a little bit more. Yeah, it's been a super fun project. It's going, grown really great out here. Pretty well, well received and the community loves it too. Like if you go by on a Saturday, there's like a thousand kids in that grass area. Um, it's been a pretty fun, fun thing to see it grow. Yeah, I believe it. So Portland, Portland, Oregon and Albuquerque, New Mexico, Corrales, New Mexico. Very different places, very different cities, history, uh, different geography, different beer scenes. So going from Portland, this place with a very long established it, it at one time, at many times, maybe even right now, the city with the most breweries per capita to Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is very different. hundred breweries in all of New Mexico right now. What what feels different? What what is what has worked differently compared to Portland and, and overall, how, how has the community received it differently compared to the, re- the, the reception in Portland? Are you talking about Ex Novo specifically or craft beer, like as a culture? Uh, ex, we could start with Ex Novo specifically, but if you want to expand into craft beer, but you know, you talk about whatever you want, you could just refuse to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Portland. Yes. It's like the Mecca of craft beer and that thing boomed, you know, mid, mid odd 2000s to what 2010 ish was just going off in portland and that was basically when craft beer in albuquerque was kind of you know in a fledgling state Mm -hmm. i was actually here during that time and some of our bigger breweries were tiny at that point just getting off the ground uh which is kind of fun to sort of grow with that and i was getting into that in like the 2010s ish seeing all the breweries pop up and it was like a cool thing and my brother's like, oh yeah, you should come to Portland. This is the scene is crazy here, but they received it well. They received Ex Novo really well in Portland, um, even though there's a thousand breweries. And and maybe that's part of it is let's go see the new one, um, and then when the new one actually is good, it's like oh okay, let's keep going. I I do think there was a little bit of the uh, I don't know, I don't put thoughts in other people's minds, but I there there may have been something with the the drink beer do good motto that we have and. Ex Novo being started uh, as it was, but actually it was when we opened the doors in 2014, I say we, 
I didn't open the doors in 2014. But when Joel opened the doors in 2014. <laughs> um, the Royal Week. The ro- yeah, exactly. The Royal Week. Um, it, was, it was a nonprofit. And so that over, after about a couple of years, Oregon, the state of Oregon moved Exnovo out of that into more of a benefit company. But the kind of ethos stuck and we're, we're still you know, trying to do our part with our community and even some worldwide stuff. But we're, you know, donating, trying to donate money to, to nonprofits and charities. And actually to this point, we, I think we just crossed uh, $140,000. Um, so we try to, gosh, that's so cheesy, put our money where our mouth is with, <laughs> with that. But, but yeah, one of the, one of the cooler things we've done in New Mexico, as far as this is concerned is um, we have a very tiny population, big, big landmass, tiny population. So we don't have the only quasi professional sports team we have is the New Mexico United. They're professional. They're not MLS. Um, they're like right below that, but everyone loves them. And so we have like a collaboration beer with them, which is kind of fun, uh, called stay golden, guess the style, but also spelled like goal hitting you with that triple on Tundra again. Yeah, yeah, we do it. We're here for it. Um, but we do, we donate a dollar of every pint sold over the the pub to their foundation called Somos Unidos Foundation, uh, which is pretty cool. And then every dollar for every case. So it's actually been a pretty decent sum of money for that. That goes to their foundation, which is cool. Very cool. I, I think Ex Novo was accepted here right off the bat. Uh, I, I think Corrales loved it just because it was, we're this tiny little community and they, we put this cool brewery and then the beer was good. Um, and then it did have some notoriety of, you know, we hit the ground with already making good beer. We didn't have to kind of cut our teeth and go through a bunch of garbage beer before we figured out how to make it. It's like, we already, we already know how to make good beer. One of the things Joel's done really well, uh, there's obviously probably some luck there too, but got some really strong brewers. Um, we've been very fortunate with our brewers been just top notch. Yeah. Processes as well as creativity, which has been really fun. I think uh, just just to kind of wrap up what James was saying, you 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 were you've kind of buried the lead here in in your reception in New Mexico or your your production in in New Mexico and how it's different from Portland. The New Mexico location has won two GABF medals already, and uh, I think that's something to really say for uh, you know taking what you learned in Portland taking it to a different market, taking it to a different brew house and a different clientele and, and still seeing that level of success, both in being accepted by the community and being awarded at, you know, the biggest beer competition in the country yeah. two times. Yeah. And we got a world, we got a world silver too, or a Vienna lager. Ooh, sick category. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite beers. And I was going to say, Brian, too, like, I remember when we were in the Portland location, like, it felt like there wasn't a lot of room while we we're sitting there. And the, it looks like, you're, you know, the Albuquerque location has a ton of room for, for people. So obviously people are going. Yeah. 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 It's a, we're very, um, for, for better or for worse, uh, this location here is very weather dependent. Tons of outdoor space. Yeah. Pretty small inside tap room. So right now we're actually getting slaughtered. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is what we get for a sales guy. He just wants to talk about numbers, but uh, no, it's, it's a different, a little bit different animal when it gets really cold, but in yeah, the yeah. spring, summer, fall, the fall in particular, it's amazing. The weather's great. And yeah, there's a ton of people outside and it's just a great atmosphere for sure. Come down and enjoy a pint. I'd love to. I'm, 
Brian, Albuquerque next. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I've been I've been talking about going there to go and Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul tours and <laughs> the, the beer scene here is actually phenomenal. We've got some really great breweries here. I get told all the time, like, oh yeah, we love Ex Novo, and it's like one of my favorite three breweries. I'm like, me too. I'm uh, brewing industry in general. I think is great. Of you know, the competition is so cool. You know, people ask me like, what, what what do you guys what do you like? I'm like, well, you should go to this brewery. This brewery. This brewery makes a amazing this. Uh, you know, just hyping each other up, and everyone I, I think does a really great job of building each other up, which is pretty. I don't want to say totally unique to our industry, but pretty unique to our industry. There are exceptions. There's some places who don't do that, but uh, I think in general, you know, the breweries are are pretty cool to each other. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, funny enough, the uh, the medal you won at GABF this year was for Scotch Ale. It was a silver. Sons of Scotland. Sons of Scotland. Uh, funny enough, the uh, bronze medal recipient was yeah. Quarter Celtic Brew Pub, yeah, which is also in Albuquerque. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely good beer being made, uh, exceptional beer being made there, and it seems like there's there's good camaraderie uh, around those. It seems like around around all all beer scenes, but especially in those beer scenes that may be the uncharted or, or lesser known, the ones that we like to feature here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was just gonna say, speaking of beers and breweries, this actually might be a perfect segue into. Uh, an empty glass that I have here. So let's talk about let's talk about this Marionberries. It goes a Marionberry raspberry. What is a Marionberry? Because I don't know. It's like a cousin of the blackberry. It grows in around the Pacific Northwest. Can I ask a question about this can? Well, I'm I'm going to ask it regardless. I don't. You went ask it. I, 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 yeah, I uh, reserve the right to not know the answer. So it says, I I can't see my. I've got the green string on. It says sniffle. Sniffle on the right hand side of the can there. It's so cute. What 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 is up with the sniffle? You got me. I don't know. It's like it's a it's a word bubble. Is that coming off? Is that what a Marion Berry looks like? No, no, no. So you got your you got your raspberry. Oh, your yeah, that's a Marion Berry. That's a raspberry. You're gonna have to forgive me. This is backwards. This is the crowd, right? Ugh, crowd of berries. Uh got it. And, and they're, they're crying. sniffling they're, because they're it's so beautiful. It's God. so beautiful. This beer is so beautiful. Um, actually, funny story because they're getting married and buried. So Jonathan Case, boom, that guy right there, uh, graphic novelist. He's done. He did this can. He did this other one that I happen to be drinking. Pearl Haggard. He's a yeah, really really great cartoonist. <laughs> but does some cool stuff. He did a really awesome mural here, and there's a really awesome mural at Ex Novo in Portland. Um, I don't know if you remember it. It stands out. It's like a keg robot being yep. built by Rosie the Riveter. So he drew all that stuff, which okay. is pretty cool. He's a he's a friend. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Love love good art. Somebody has a good question in the uh, in the chat here. Uh, Matt asks huge difference, huge climate difference between Portland to New Mexico. Uh, do you know James if that had any effect on the brewing process and, and recipes? uh climate no water yes okay yeah uh the climate you know the climate doesn't matter that much obviously because you're everything you know, once you're mashing in everything's wet right mm -hmm. um i guess you can maybe make a case for your silo drying out more here we have a we have a 
good size silo and like the grain bags maybe drying out more but you're hydrating them right away in the mash in so i doubt it i think it has more to do with water chemistry than than climate and our so we're on a well which is crazy i don't know how many breweries raise your hand if you're at a brewery chat room raise your hand if you're at a brewery on a well oh none of you guys cool cool cool. Uh, (laughs) uh yeah our well's super deep we're we're a half mile from the rio grande so you if you dig a hole at our brewery and 20 feet you're hitting mud and our well hits the aquifer it's like 350 feet it's super deep well uh the water that comes out is really great but it has, it has a different mineral content than portland's for sure mm-hmm. it's a little harder uh we do ro this is getting nerdy also raise your hand if you don't want to go nerdy brew stuff from the sales guy no we want to go there absolutely uh, yeah. Let's talk about, yeah. yeah it's harder water for sure so we are a, a, a decent portion not all because mm. it's pretty wasteful yeah yeah we we enough to get by uh we don't want to have like sulfur come out in our beers which you can yeah i think that's the biggest i don't think climate has as much to do with it climate has more to do with how depressed your brewers are because um, <laughs> they haven't seen the sun in like six weeks just kidding portland we love you guys so ex novos as we've talked about, the motto is drink beer, do good. Uh, we often talk about the impact breweries have in their community on this show. What are some other ways that that slogan has been meaningful for the team at Ex Novo? We talked about the the 100000 over $140,000 donated, but what are some other ways you think that manifests in the brand? It's just kind of a, you get the kind of culture, I think, of people who like that, which it trickles down and kind of is woven through the fabric of who we are. And that is a really hard measurable, mm-hmm. but I, just, I think having, having people who are, you know, really into great beer, but also like, like the idea of, of not doing just, good. Yeah, exactly. I like yeah. the idea of having them together um, with our staff in particular, just having that, you know, the people is what makes your brewery right? and having people who are, are behind that. I, I think, brings out not just a, a better product, but a way better culture. Yeah. I think earlier in the hour, you said that you like didn't want to put the idea in people's heads that the reason that you might be successful was because of that. But I think you're onto something there with that, because uh, my favorite thing to, to tell people when they complain about things or especially a product or a service uh, or beer, um, vote with your wallet, right? Like the best way to to support something, if you believe in it, is choose where you spend your money. And obviously people are buying your beer. So they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they like something that you're doing. Maybe the beer is really good and they hate, hate your mission, <laughs> but I don't think that's it. Well, no, it is something to be said. I mean, the, yeah. like uh, I've said this exact phrase a bunch of times on here, but it, the, the barrier for entry in this modern beer scene is quality. Like if you're not making good beer, especially in the more competitive markets, you're going to fall by the wayside and, and may even have to go to the extreme of closing the brewery when people can get good beer all around them, you do start to choose like who, whose brand aligns with what I care about, who, who aligns with what I want to see in my community more from being a gathering space and, and more than just making good beer that, that you like to share with your friends. Like how can I feel like this dollar spent is going further than just the good times that I'm going to have out of it, the good times that I might share with people out of it, it, it matters. I mean, you, you, you people can undersell it and, and 
you know, we can make jokes about it as much as we want. And it's fun to make jokes, of course. But like, I think it really does matter. People want to know where that where their money is going. And that's the whole thing with wanting to support a small local craft brewery over supporting a craft brewery that's owned by Anheuser-Busch or a big multinational conglomerate. You know, at the very least, your money is at least staying in the community. Right. Um, and then when you see them invest in, in, in local community organizations, you know, it's even going further. So it definitely matters. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, I like that. Yeah. At the base level, it's like the beer is super quality. Like I don't, I don't want people, I guess the thing is I, I never want to think people are giving up quality for that. And I, I'm, I, I love that you guys are sampling these beers. These beers are fantastic. But I'm like, oh, I wish I had 10 beers for you guys to sample because, like, this Pilsner is fantastic. This, our, that IPA is fantastic. Um, we And we sample them all. Yeah. Yeah. James, we'll, we'll hang on after this. We'll give you our addresses. Uh, <laughs> Brian Hathaway. No, but yeah. I, I just like, I, I want people to think our portfolio is awesome and the beer here is top notch. And I just want the icing on like the icing on the cake for the consumer, I think, is that we do good. Yeah. I, I think for us as a culture in the brewery, I think it's yeah, a bigger thing. But I like I like the idea of like, oh, this is the this is my favorite beer plus. Right. That's kind of where I land on it. That's more of a personal thing, but that's yeah. about it. Well, you gotta feel good about what you're doing. James, sure. what's the best what's the best thing about Christmas in the desert? In the desert? It won't snow. No, that's the worst thing about it, because I it actually it sometimes does snow. It's not going to snow this year. It might still be sunny on Christmas. Dude, I, I'm so over winter. I'm, I'm a bad person to ask. Already. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think winter started yet. I'm fairly sure. Isn't today the last day of fall? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. 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 I think the solstice is happening. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even there yet, and you're already over it. <laughs> love it I, know. I really am I'm like it's cold i'm with I'm you about it i'm with you yeah. i'm not i'm not i uh it's uh it's gonna get single degrees here in pittsburgh this week and and i'm here for it you like it you like it cold i don't i don't mind it cold i i, I hope it comes with i hope it comes with snow but no, i don't, I don't really mind it. Uh, yeah uh, I, I would say the nice thing that people don't really know a well, people who haven't been to New Mexico, we're like right. We're at five thousand feet uh, in Corrales, and we've got a mountain that's like ten thousand that you can see. If you if you turn this picture around, you'd be looking at a pretty decent mountain. Um, and then Santa Fe is forty five minutes away. Um, so I actually like to do snow sports. I like to snowboard, so I get excited when we actually get snow in the mountains and can go out there. Nice, right around. Yeah, you don't yeah. think about that. You don't think about like snowboarding in new mexico yeah it's pretty good yeah taos is like one of the better mountains in the country it's like a two-hour drive yeah. sweet it's legit yeah you guys should come out here and be sweet I, yeah we really should sounding better and better yeah, i just told you i live in pittsburgh i'm not flying <laughs> i get it I get. It. <laughs> hey james i i love the american southwest i vacationed in arizona numerous times and i proposed to my wife in utah so like i will oh, uh, i will take any excuse to travel across the country and go to the southwest new mexico is not not dissimilar to utah um from a like geological standpoint really <laughs> the culture is pretty different um we have a way different um like really cool hispanic population yeah you know mexico 
we have in Corral, it's like a stone's throw that way. There's a church that was built in the 1600s, which is really cool. Um, so that that culture's been around for a long time. So there's some cool stuff there that's been interwoven in that culture that's probably different than Utah. I don't know. I've never lived in Utah, but I imagine. But as far as the like Rocky Mountains kind of high desert thing, uh, I think there's some cool stuff that's very similar there. Utah's beautiful, though. I love Utah. You've got Hispanic culture or you've got the Mormon culture. Like, which one do you choose? Like, for me, it's I'm going to go with the Hispanic culture. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was there a peaky? I didn't. Yeah, there, there, yeah, there's a peaky <laughs> down there. Yeah. I, love, really? I, I like love, like, I love food. I love the culture. I, yeah, I've got a. It, it's like very heterogeneous, I guess, with as far as mixes and stuff like that, because you have just yeah that really rich Hispanic culture, which has been really really fun to kind of grow up in and, and experience that. I don't think a lot of people from a lot of areas in the, in the country get to do that, which is cool. Yeah. So what's, what's next for ex novo in, in 2023, speaking specifically about, you know, the Southwest and, and New Mexico. Yeah. We are really hopeful actually that we, so first thing beers, we're going to, we will launch a new core hazy IPA in six packs that we're piloting now, which is the pilots have been, super great so i'm excited about that um hazy ipas are difficult they're really expensive to make yeah and so trying to like get a hazy ipa that has all the stuff you want in a hazy ipa that doesn't you know also no one wants to pay 20 dollars a six pack so it's like you gotta you gotta find a spot so i ryan our head brewer i think knocked the first pilot out of the park was like hey stay under this much a barrel still use really good hops we use, use El Dorado, geez, El Dorado, Centennial, and I'm going to miss the other one. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. I want to say it's Sabro, but I don't, I forgot. But really, yeah, they shine and they're, it was like a nice kind of pineapple aroma and the, the like fruitiness that you like from a hazy IPA. I was excited about it. Nice. So they might tweak some stuff, um, but it's going to be pretty similar to that. That's number one cool thing. Uh, number two is that we're going to probably head into a, a market that's actually this is a pretty good segue from our previous conversation we're trying to get into some new territories we don't really know exactly where we can't disclose exactly where those would be but maybe outside of new mexico james what do you wish new mexico was well more uh, more well known for oh man whatever the opposite of breaking bad is <laughs> better call saul <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, awesome. I love, I, I, I love, love traveling. And, uh, yeah, every time I tell someone I'm from Albuquerque, like, Oh, breaking bad. I'm like, yep. Pretty. Uh, there's other stuff there too. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I lived in downtown Albuquerque for a while and it's like, Oh yeah, that's kind of accurate. But there's a lot, like we already talked about the great culture here. People are super great. I think the weather's amazing. I think the landscape's amazing. If you like outdoors, it's a great place to live. Fishing, hunting, snowboarding, mountain biking, all the things. Uh, really great out here. Unless you're from California. If you're from California, don't move here. Move to Idaho. Now you now you sound like the Tex- <laughs> now you're sounding like the Texans. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there you go. That's because I saw I uh, I love Austin and I saw what California did to Austin. Don't move here. It sucks. <laughs> you're from anywhere else, it's cool. That's that's what we tell. That's that's what you should. That's what that's that's the uh, that's the locals' motto. Don't 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 move here. It sucks. 
Yeah, you would hate. But you then guys they tell their friends it. like, "Ah, it's really cool here. We love it." I think. I mean, I I really do think it's like a hidden gem. Good. Unless you're from California, then then this place is a turd. It's, it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too expensive. It's hot all the time, and if you don't like, if you're fine with the heat, then it snows all the time. It's a dry heat. You would hate yeah. it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> So, uh, James, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything to plug? Where can folks, mainly, where can folks find Ex Novo beer? Mainly in New Mexico. Pretty much everywhere in New Mexico, though. Um, our distributors have done a really fantastic job of helping us out and getting us in our package stuff pretty much everywhere. We have a little bit of distribution in Southern Colorado and a little bit in the, like, Austin, Texas area. The usual suspects. The, uh, the, the Trader Joe's, the the total wines guys like that local local bottle shops have been awesome to us and if you're ever in the area you can find our beer pretty much anyway but come to kraus you won't regret thanks for joining us and thanks for supplying beers for the show and for for the beer club shoot me an address i really i'd love to send you guys a a few more i i will uh certainly pick up on this all right you should absolutely thanks for joining us for another episode of blt uh, shout out to our subscribers as always. If you're interested in joining the beer club, you can head over to Pruvana.com to see what our subscriptions options are. Uh, we'll be back next week to close out 2022 with one more ABQ episode. But until then, stay safe, be kind, and support local breweries. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.